Welcome to Old School, Jane Huger, Jordan Yule, Ken Klippenstein. It's been a it's been a minute, Kenny Clips. How you doing? A hot minute. I'm doing all right. How are you, Jenk? So I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, I hear the end is nigh. I, I know that because it's on Jordan's head. Um, so, but as long as we're doing uh, branding, twostrongcoffee.com uh, slash TYT gets you through the the night, gets you through the morning, gets you through everything. The night is dark and full of coffee. Twostrongcoffee.com slash TYT. Uh, gives money to progressive clubs like us. Um, anyways, it, we're gonna talk about DC and how it's obviously corrupted both of you um, uh, in a second. Uh, but first, Jordan, what does end on your hat mean? Uh, it's a band, it's my friend's band. Oh, uh, that's it, the name of the band is End. I thought you were gonna have this profound thing like uh, creative destruction. The end is the beginning, and no, it's just a band. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my my wardrobe is pretty limited, as as some people know. It's a mix of just, you know, flannels and uh, metal t-shirts and hoodies and a couple hats. That's it. Yeah. No, I think people do know that. Uh, but it's always like there's there's always a clever edge to it, right? So that's why we. That's why I think uh, Clips was right. Like. I thought like there's something there. It's, it's subversive. It's something. It's not. It's not the end. It's like the beginning, but it's also the end. And it turns out no, it's just your friend's band. That's totally uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> just what? And let me guess. It's let's just stay cliched. It's it's a punk rock band, right? No, it's 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 metal. Uh, it's very different from punk, of course. <laughs> But they're good. I, I like. I think they're great. One, the guitarist has won a Grammy. I think they're really smart and creative, and they do different things. I, I really like them a lot. Yeah. No, not buying it. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I don't know anything about the band. <laughs> but punk rock, heavy metal. Can anyone really tell the difference? Sure, sure. You claim you do. You don't. Let's just get real, okay? Uh, a lot of screaming either way. Um, so. <laughs> But I like these random one-word hats I'm, or, and, and names. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure that out. Uh, so throughout the show, I might have different ideas for just just a word, or maybe just a. And then people are like, oh, the just letter a, no, right on the hat. a. What's you that? like the old-timey movies where it's just fiend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you see, I don't like old-timey uh, movies. It's a it's a thing that. Uh, a rare uh, disagreement that Ben and I have, Ben Magwitz and I have. I, I realize I have to distinguish now because there's too many Bens in the network. Um, as Ben uh, Carollo pointed out, there's Ben Carollo, there's Ben Magwitz, there's Ben Glebe, and there's probably a couple other Bens. I don't know. Uh, there's only one Kenny Clips, although actually you're not technically part of the network, but here you are. Here you are. By the way, everybody can check out uh, Ken's work at The Intercept, okay? And you can see Jordan on twitch.tv slash TYT from time to time. You can see him on Rebel Headquarters from time to time. You can see him everywhere, okay? You can even see him at the end. Um, exactly, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, as usual, I have a lot of nonsense topics to talk about. Just pure nonsense, okay? But first, let's talk about Washington. Ken, uh, you used to be in the sticks. You were in Wisconsin, right? Uh, yes. And 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 now uh, you're in Washington. How many years has it been now? What two three years? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, has it corrupted you? Go. 
Well, it's so bad I haven't even noticed it yet, and that's that's when you know it's really gotten into your into your being when you don't even realize it when you've completely absorbed it. It's like yeah. a mask; it just crawls, you know, covers your whole being. Yeah, I'm not saying I disagree with that. Let's be honest about it. Um, okay, but in all seriousness, like when I lived in D.C., did it corrupt me? I lived there for three years, uh, kinda, uh, and then kind of not for reasons I could explain. Uh, so. Kinda as in, well, I worked for a corporate law firm and that is by definition corrupting and it was, our clients were awful. Uh, we represented uh, corporate officers and directors and we did liability litigation. What that means is we protected uh, the worst CEOs who usually robbed other people. Um, okay. When I worked for you guys, I did a story on an attorney that defended uh, what is it? The dictatorship of the Ivory Coast, just cartoonish levels of, of DC. <laughs> so it would yeah, take that, a lot to surprise me. Yeah, that's that sounds like the kind of thing our my firm would have done. Um, okay, and I say my firm, it's not mine. It's not mine. I worked there for seven months. In fact, I left because I was like, do I really have to do these cases? And the partner he gave me a mulligan on one, and then he was like, but you know, you're a lawyer, right? And this is kind of what we do. And I thought, this is the end. I'm gonna start a punk rock band. I mean, heavy metal, heavy metal band. I'm gonna call it the end because, because I'm gone. <laughs> uh, but but the kind of not is I wasn't involved in politics enough to get corrupted. But can kidding aside, I, I don't mean corrupted as in like you're not taking money under the table, right? Uh, I know how you all uh, operate at the intercept. Okay, a lot of shady stuff. Um, uh, oh, revealing corporate corruption, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, but in all seriousness, like people in like DC has a mindset, right? There's a group think. And, um, and whether you like it or not, if you're just sitting in a room with a bunch of people telling you the same thing over and over again, you're, the human mind is just likely to be influenced by it. Have you caught yourself at any point going, wait, why did I think that that was true? Oh no, that's just course <laughs> crap conventional wisdom. I, I just believed it because like 17 people just in this row just told me that because I live in DC. Uh, so has that happened at all or no? Yeah, I think the way it functions is really social. It's kind of like you said, you're surrounded by so many people that are saying something else. Um, for me, it helps me to tether or it helps me to to like keep in touch with people that don't directly work in certain spaces to to kind of check some of the things you're hearing and and you know not fall prey to the group thing because the thing it really is it's like you're getting you know so much you think of it as being um, people are getting money to believe what they believe which is definitely a big part of it but then there's this whole social scene of like parties and wanting to fit in and that kind of thing and i i think i benefit from having very few social needs <laughs> like in terms of the amount of uh, social engagement that i need to get by i'm kind of like a cactus i don't need much uh, water, <laughs> so it's like because of that, um, it, it it helps me because I can definitely see, especially in national security reporting, so much of this is these kind of glad-handing parties and things that you just you know gradually start to drift towards whatever the consensus is. And I think it's more that social component, even than the money or the fact of you know where the place you're working for is getting its money from. I think it's more just the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna continue with this line of uh, thing because uh, Jordan also lives in DC. But first, I gotta deal with this guy on Twitch, Disposable Thumb, who wrote in, Jank is peak boomer. Hey, 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 
Hey, watch it, okay? Uh, so, Ken and I were Ken and I were texting earlier about this, and I was I had asked him if he'd been on the show before, and he said he was familiar with it. And we agreed. This is like the boomer show. And we said even though we think you're Gen X, you've got like a boomer mindset. You got like a boomer vibe. So. Yeah, what's the saying? Boomer is a mindset. Yeah, it's not. It's not a physical <laughs> age. It's, yeah. Tom Elbow on Twitch says the Jorby and Ken tag team have arrived, and uh, and Game Set John, who otherwise known as Johnny Pie, otherwise known as Johnny Ty, otherwise known as John Irola, writes in an exceedingly online old school. It's true. You know why? You guys are you two in particular are considered very online. That's it's like a really funny description. But Jordan A, do you recognize and confess to that? Yeah, of course. I mean, to to Ken's point, I don't have the same sort of social needs or desires. Like, I don't like going out. Even like, I stopped drinking a couple of years ago. But even when I did, just the idea of going to a crowded, noisy bar just made my skin crawl. It just sounded miserable. I don't like going to parties. I don't like hanging out in big groups. Just people that I'm close with and and like in a quiet setting, just talking. That's what I enjoy. So. Yeah, I, the internet is far more entertaining and fulfills what little social need I have in most cases. Yeah, yeah. No, I, but Jordan, you don't know what you're missing. So let me tell you how it used to be in the old days, okay? Like we we'd go to frat parties, and you find a nice, comfortable wall, and then you just lean against it, <laughs> oftentimes crossing the arms, and then sometimes uncrossing the arms, and then making snide comments about people in the room as if you know what the hell you're doing when you're just holding up that effing wall, right? <laughs> so, and then drinking like really rancid beer that you don't even like, and never talking to anyone from the opposite sex. <laughs> and you're telling me that doesn't sounds sound appealing? Sounds awesome. Well, it's DC too, so you've got to add the um, the uh, wonk <laughs> component. The uh, you, you know you could be talking about the uh, finer finer points of uh, free free market policy. You throw that in the mix, I think things get pretty exciting. <laughs> but you know, Ken, to be honest, that w- would make it way better for me because okay, to, let me uh, just uh, polish my uh, nerd bona fides. Okay, um, so. When I was younger and I went to the bar, I know you're gonna be shocked to find out I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, shocked, right? And so I would go up to women and I would have a conversation that I would find interesting, right? <laughs> and I would talk to them about politics <laughs> or philosophy. And I would Ooh. get like looks like this, like okay, like, <laughs> like what who what is this thing I'm talking to? Why is he saying these weird things? So, like, if you put me in a DC room with like chitter chatter about Fed monetary policy, now I'm having a conversation. <laughs> now all of a sudden I'm off the wall. I uncross the arms. Like, okay, what do you think, huh? So that might be more of my cup of tea. You see what I'm saying? I think the city's filled with interesting people, and if you find good ones who are you know, driven by values instead of self-interest or monetary or personal gain. Those conversations are totally fulfilling. But unfortunately, there's just so many people who are really self-important. And within the framework of that conversation, we'll try to work in just how important they are. And the whole point of that conversation for them is how they can get ahead by knowing you. 
or knowing somebody that you know and getting that person through you. And that's really exhausting. And that is kind of what drove me away from being a, a social animal here. Because it's, it's, it's a people, it's a city full of just self-serving, self-interested people. No. <laughs> breaking breaking news here. <laughs> okay, but but it, like if you haven't experienced it though, what Jordan is saying is I think it's really interesting. So I want to come back to it. But first, wait a minute. Back to the comments. Rumor Dragon Cat writes in the member section. Don't worry, Jenk. I'm booming right alongside you. Can't be helped. But wait a minute, you're not helping. <laughs> no, no, you're supposed to say, Jenk. No, you're not a boomer, Jenk. What are you talking about? Like, I was just trying to. Figure out if you're Z or millennial, which one are you? That's the direction you're supposed to go. Okay. I was, talking to, I was uh-huh. talking to Jordan about this before the show, and we agreed. I think that you're not boomer mindset, except in your tweets. Because you have so many boomer because tweets. Because you're so authentic, like sincere about what you, it's not layered under irony and anger and rage. It, it's just, here's precisely what I, in a way, it's refreshing, but it's very different from the tone that you usually find on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's different than the tone you find on Twitter, and it's all and also different than the tone I have on the show sometimes, right? right? And so it's just its own animal. Like, like you don't want to run into Twitter Jay. Like, <laughs> like Twitter Jay carries a bat and a knife around. He doesn't have guns. He doesn't have guns. Okay, but he's got a couple of knives stashed away, and he will eye gouge in a fight. Like, if you, hey, listen, look. We're at the end here, and I'm not talking yeah. about a punk rock band, okay? And I gotta gouge your eye. I gotta gouge your eye. I saw it in Westwood, not in Westwood. It's the last place you're gonna see it. Not Westworld either. Uh, Deadwood. Deadwood. Uh, did you guys ever see Deadwood? No, that's on my list. That's like at the top of my list. I have to. I've heard a lot okay, of things. And, and earmuff yourself, Jordan. Do you remember the eye gouge? Oh, I'm not a big TV person. I I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it either. Oh, hmm. okay. Uh, is TV a boomer thing? Like, oh, Deadwood? Why are you watching? No, TV? not Deadwood. That was HBO, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like HBO is even. That's like a different thing. It's, 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 different. Prestige. it's prestige. That's prestige. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, you're, you're safe. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, prestige. Yeah, yeah. Watching Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, but let's stay on Twitter. God, there's so many things to talk about. Um, so on Twitter, I got a couple of issues. One is like like you guys said, and I hadn't really thought of it the way that you guys framed it, but you're right. I'm like very like, this is my opinion. Great. Okay. And then second layer to it is I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> like 89% of the tweets are angry, right? Um but I just have the right going. amount of ironic detachment and yeah, yes, you know what I mean, which you don't do. Yeah, the reason why John or whoever said it said, like, oh, this is a very online uh version of old school. It's because you guys are good at it, right? Like you're like online in that, like your tweets are perfect. They're like totally ironic. They're ironic in a way that makes a a non-ironic person have it be slightly hard to follow. <laughs> like, like I take a couple of seconds with your tweets. Like, oh yeah, no, I got it. I'm cool. I'm cool. I got it. I got. It. No, I got it. Okay, um, but uh, <laughs> so uh, so, but what does that make me? That's, is that am I too earnest? Am I like do okay? Forget you guys because you you already know who I am, right? But your impression of someone who doesn't know me 
they meet me on Twitter. What do they think of this guy? This is normie. Like I think it just, if they didn't know who you were, it's just and that just using the site that way, it's just it's you're just a normie. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Ken, Ken, what do you got? Essentially that, yeah. I honestly find it charming because it's such a different it it's like It's like I was watching um, YouTube clips of uh, CNN in like the 90s, and it was like, whoa, they could actually spend time going into things and exploring stuff. It's like so different than the like 10-second interview now kind of thing. And it's like that the 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 way that it clashes with what you usually see. I I always found kind of charming, but it, it's yeah, it's like not at all how most people use the platform. So first of all. Uh, there's so many great things that came out. Number one, it turns out I'm Bernard Shaw, uh, but still <laughs> uh, so 90s CNN, I like it, uh, and then or Aaron Brown, um, and uh, and number two, it's the first time I've ever been called a normie in anything, so there's an upside there too, um, and uh, and it, you guys are right because there's so many different reactions that I get on Twitter. The most common reaction I get is <laughs> and that's the right, the left, the middle, everybody, right? So I there's a there's some chance I'm the most hated man on Twitter. <laughs> like like sometimes people will see me, see my mentions and go, Whoa, your mentions are dark, dude, right? When I'm like, wait, isn't that everybody's? Doesn't their vitriol and death threats and hatred all all across in your meshes? Isn't that all of your replies on Twitter? I and I genuinely thought that that's what everybody's was because that's what mine are exclusively, right? <laughs> and so, but it turns out no, right? Other people have like relatively sane meshes. I mean, obviously there's crazies all over the place, but like, how about you guys? Like in the replies to your tweets, is it just, is it a range of people? It really depends on the environment. So since I started writing about Federal Reserve policy, it has just been the most surreal, just avalanche of like globe emojis. Jordan will know what that means. Angry globe Mm -hmm. emojis all the time and in a way that I didn't anticipate. Um, So this is kind of like, Jordan, what is a globe emoji? It's kind of like the globe meaning like neoliberalization. So it's yeah. like free market stuff and they really center like, like data driven liberal right won't like consider just it's all in the number well it's all in the numbers right. for them like but like just conveniently for, it's it's yeah right. it's it's always like it's okay if we just screw over this segment of the population if the number goes up right because the chart shows that we should kind of thing so, right so that kind of free market walk kind of thing but it entirely depends on what it is Uh, we're having a little issue, I think, with Ken's audio. But okay, first of all, uh, the uh, the globe thing, no idea. I had I had no idea that that was a thing. I've never even seen it, not once, right? But if I did see it, I'd be like, oh, they think I'm worldly. <laughs> okay, so so, but they, Ken, in your context, they're putting the globe in your replies because they're saying you're a neolib shill now or something. No, the reverse. It's like I'm I'm being revanchist because I don't accept 
um, the you know global direction of you know like wanting labor rights and things like that. That's like the 19th century. We need to get with the 21st century, where it's all about competition with China, with slave labor in China. Uh, of course, I wouldn't put it that way, but they're saying you know you haven't read you haven't read the latest economic theories to understand why what you're saying is is backwards. And actually, you know, all these labor rights aren't necessary. We need to be more competitive in the modern context. Yeah, no, I'm totally lost. And that's and so <laughs> and it's just you can seriously define a lot of this stuff just from like one emoji in her profile. It's really strange. Yeah, but that's the thing, and guys. Isn't there a whole different language? That's why I'm okay. like, right. she's a boomer. But like, I watch this when I watch Haas show. I'm on Haas's show. I'm like, I I don't understand like a quarter of the words. <laughs> like that's a totally guys, different language. Yeah, no, it's a totally different language. Do you guys understand everything you say? I've gotten, I've gotten familiar with it over time. The first time I went um, on it, it's just fish time. And it was like all of these emojis of his dog just getting inundated in it. And I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, and but there's like, I kind of feel like my cousin. Uh, so my cousin came over a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic. It's a Thanksgiving. Uh, a couple of my cousins came over, and one of them uh, uh, is. Has kids and they're cool, right? And so uh, the the older kid is talking to Haas and they're having a conversation back and forth. Like again, it's about three years ago, and my cousin is kind of a nerd like I am, and and he looks at him, goes back and forth. He's like, "Do you know what they're saying?" I don't know what they're saying. He's like, "What does Avi mean?" And I was like, "Oh, it means obviously. It's just shortened version on of obviously." And he's like, "Why? Why don't they just say the whole word?" Time. There's and, no time. Yeah, and that's what I feel like when you tell me about the globe emoji. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it's a, it's an evolution. Jordan, do you remember the donut emoji people? When it, oh from yeah, where that it was, was irrelevant relevant to this audience because it was like a specific reference to one, one thing, thing. It's like that happened outside of the DNC. Yeah. Yeah, they were mad. It was it's basically people who hate Nina Turner and also Bernie because like something about she wanted or she, she came bringing donuts or something and everyone was mad no, about no, that. No, 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 the other way around. They were they were it was right after Trump got elected, you know, you know, you the, the Bernie wing of the party and like the mainstream Democrats were arguing about how the party should move forward and uh, different bylaws and different disagreements about representation in the party and what they should do about the primary process going forward. And they had like an event outside the DNC and people at the DNC brought out bottles of water and donuts and Nina Turner said, we don't want them. And people like latched onto that, like how <laughs> dare she? They tried to extend an olive branch with those donuts and like they just like still, I still see people using them. And it's like, <laughs> that is such a specific, try explaining that to anybody who isn't online. Try explaining Dude, that no, to your we're cousin. On, I didn't know what it was and I've been on here as much as anybody. <laughs> and they still do it, they still have it in their profile. And this is from like January or February, 2017, like who cares? So, I mean, I, I'm so glad we're talking about this. That that right there is a perfect description of what I'm talking about. When Kenny Clips says to Jordan Ewell, hey, you remember the donut people in 2016? <laughs> <laughs> and that that was a thing. And then somehow you were supposed to know what in the F the donut meant. 
and and what it was specific to and how long it lasted. But there are some people out there going, oh yeah, I was a donut guy briefly, briefly. <laughs> Yeah, I like I with it. Yeah, this is my donut. Twitter I dabbled phase. in my donut. In my donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was. I had a donut phase, but now I'm. I'm, I'm onto the globe. Although it's still to this day, there's a big. There is a big overlap though between donut and globe. Yeah, totally. You know what? You guys just helped me decipher globe bad. Right, globe is bad. Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah circular. You stay away from. I mean, globe in this bad. conversation, I had no idea if it was good or bad. Now I know bad. Okay. Bad. Um, okay, so now let's talk about donuts and me. Um, <laughs> this is another important conversation. Um, so, okay, you know what? There's actually two, at least two donut stories here. Number one, I just remember this one. I remember when we, when I first came to LA, I was like, oh, that's weird. There's no Dunkin' Donuts out here because I grew up on the East Coast. And uh, and I was more of a you know so I grew up on Dunkin' Donuts and so there's some Krispy Kreme here and some rando super sugary donut places in LA but there was no Dunkin' Donuts and then we would I would ask friends and they're like ah oh, no no there's no Dunkin' Donuts can't work out here on the West Coast I'm like why like they're like ah oh, no not sophisticated I remember these conversations I'm not what? making it up Dunkin' Donuts okay, yeah 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 absolutely and then. My girlfriend at the time, her her sister was thinking of opening up a Dunkin' Donuts in LA. And so she went and talked to Dunkin' Donuts Central and they told her the same thing. They told, oh, Dunkin' Donuts will never work in LA. And she's like, really? So you won't allow me to open a franchise? They're like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And so I give you that as an example of like the absurd things people believe universally for no goddamn reason, right? So, and guess what happened? Eventually they opened up Dunkin' Donuts on the West Coast. And guess what happened? A smashing success. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. What did they mean? The they were in Santa Monica. There was a line for days, days. What do you think is in LA? People who used to live on the East Coast. Right. So, anyways, back to me. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have this issue that. Like, you know, Bart, he's our audio guy, he's a wonderful guy. He goes out to get donuts, he'll get it for everybody, right? Edwin, whoever else, go to get donuts, go to get something, sandwich or something, they'll bring back for everybody, right? Um, uh, I don't often do that. And and I feel terrible about it. I don't feel good about it. I'm not a Republican. I'm not like, oh, yeah, idiots gave me the donut, I didn't get one back. I win, right? No. Um, it's because I get stressed. Like I think, oh, I came here to grab a sub or something. Okay, oh, I should probably get subs for everybody, but I don't know what they want. Like, do they? They don't want extra mayo like I do. That's they're gonna think that's gross. But do they want turkey? Do they want roast beef? And then I get so stressed, <laughs> I gotta get it and I run out. The tyranny of choice, right? But how do people know that you just buy general? Like, oh, I don't know if they like Boston cream. I don't know. Give me three Boston creams. Is that how you do it? I'll give you a mix. You could just have them pick a mix for you and they'll just do it. I feel it takes, like takes the choice process out of it. There's risk averse ones too. It's like, who doesn't like just like a chocolate donut, you know? Yeah. No, a lot of people don't going. like different kinds of donuts. I'd say it's if a Oh, if you're going to Dunkin' Donuts, I think the strategy for a group is just getting the munchkins because there's limited flavors. If they don't like them, it's their loss. 
I think it's only like three options, and they're cute, and people like them. So just yeah. look like the little, little holes. See, this is why, because um, see, I I can't compromise like that. I can compromise on a deal, right? But like, I feel like it's compromising. But why am I getting the thing that I know is kind of bland? Why am I getting the thing that I know is kind of neutral? Like, I want to find the right donuts for the right people. I want to get the best donuts. We're not winning with these plain donuts. We're not playing. So, so I'm. It, it I, sounds like you have a perfectionist donut mindset that's getting in the way of of your good good enough donut mindset. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's okay. That brings us back to DC. Perfect. Okay, so uh, first of all, that's actually true, and you've correctly deduced my problem. Not in the donut field per se, but I am a bit of a perfectionist. So some, and that by the way, that's also why I will sometimes, especially in the old days, I don't do it that much anymore. But I used to procrastinate a lot, and I see my kids doing the same thing. Yeah, kids procrastinate generally, right? But in my case, and then I could see in my son's case. You don't want to start the thing because you're worried you're gonna like right. it's not gonna be perfect, right? And then ah, and it just weighs on you and weighs on you. When I was a kid, I used to shovel the driveway, and um, and we had a big long like driveway for no reason, uh, and and you only needed to open up the slot for just your one car going in and out, right? And my dad's a super practical guy; he would never open, spend one extra minute. Opening up one extra square inch than he needed, right? Me, I did the entire driveway because if I left any part of the snow on the driveway, it drove me crazy. Okay, <laughs> so this is the moment when I realized at the age of 52 that I'm I have OCD, right? Yeah, I diagnosed you. I'm gonna send you an invoice. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, fair. Um, I mean, you won't get anything. Don't get me wrong, but you can send it. <laughs> send it all day long. Um, so, uh, but like, how about you guys? First of all, uh, Jordan, you were in uh, Youngstown, right? Uh, yeah. And, uh, and and Kenny, you were. Did you grow up in Wisconsin, or did no. you grow up there? That's no, um, we moved there after college. That's where I, uh, my wife is from. We lived where, in. Where'd you, where'd you grow up? Uh, Livermore, California, in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. Okay, then you're elitist. West Coast elite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I put my in the Rust Belt. What are you talking about? Hey, you should stick with the Wisconsin thing. That was good. You should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just who cares? It's you live in D.C. now. Just lie. Say, oh yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin. We just go hunting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you have to this candidate yeah, yeah, you don't you don't know what the guys at the bars are saying. You need to. That's why you need to vote for M4A. That's how you're going to get the uh, middle of the country out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be like this: the people in DC that are like super corporate sellout, but happens to be from Wisconsin. Oh yeah, I'm from Wisconsin. I I know the real America, and the real America wants Chevron to get this deal. Right. <laughs> right. But that's like the universal truth that everybody accepts. It's that like progressive camp, progressive messaging and populist messaging can't do well in the middle of the country. And we saw in the Missouri Senate race that that's not the case because Lucas Kuntz was doing <clears throat> really well. Sorry, I'm just getting over COVID. Lucas Kuntz was doing really well. And then as he started to like look like, oh, this guy could actually get the nomination, then Trudy Bush Valentine steps in, cell funds campaign starts running. A, a huge ad blitz completely blankets the airwaves with you know just mainstream democratic messaging and lo and behold she gets it so without that i mean without that you know moderate uh, late 
campaign insurgents, like he would have gotten the nomination. I think he would have done really well. And I would hope that people recognize that is a roadmap in the in the middle of the country. But these universal truths that everybody accepts, perpetuated by those people you just mentioned, it's more it's it's more lucrative for them because the people like Trudy Bush Valentine are more than happy to welcome super PAC support, which allows them to make more money as consultants. Yeah, Trudy Bush Valentine, when she entered the race, I thought, oh, good, an heiress. Finally, something the Democratic Party was missing. Yeah, <laughs> and you it's know, big what? ten. Oh yeah, big ten <laughs> filled with heiresses. We need more. Uh, yeah, but you know what the people, good people of Missouri really like um, heiresses. Yeah, we need we need more dynastic pol- politics. We don't have enough. Yeah, yeah. We have the. Yeah, you know. By the way, you know why dynasties work? Because politics is about name recognition. So everybody knows the name Kennedy. So they're like, uh, I don't know. I'll vote for him, right? So people think like, oh no, they like the Kennedys. No, they just know the Kennedys. Right. Right. Um, anyways, uh, so back to uh, Youngstown, uh, to the real American on the panel, Jordan. Uh, so right. Jordan. Uh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Last time I was on here, and I have a tattoo proving it. Last time I was on here, you called me an un American POI. I don't know if we're still on linear, if I could swear. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, just, just to be clear, we're transitioning away from that or? Yeah, it's an open negotiation. Okay, that was your I'm gonna have to get this tattoo removed then. So please yeah. let me know soon. No, no, we're gonna go back to that later. We're gonna we're gonna go back to your un-American trace later. Okay, uh, okay. So a globe. Um, so <laughs> now, whenever I just want to confuse people, I'm just gonna say the word globe. It's not even gonna be an emoji. Should say globe. Can you tweet about globe emojis after this? I'm no, really you know curious. what I'm gonna oh, do? Oh, please. I really no, I'm really I'm literally gonna tweet right now globe and see what the reaction is. I'm gonna write <laughs> globe. Okay. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Just the word globe and I tweet. Okay, let's see what happens. My prediction smash that retweet button. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna retweet that now. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what's gonna happen. The same thing that happens with every tweet, it doesn't matter. They're gonna write like, oh yeah, I figured. <laughs> Sell out jank. Right. Like, so I figured I knew it, you're the worst. And then fill in the blank. You democratic shill, you right winger, you radical left. Like it doesn't, nothing matters. It's already got seven likes. It's got eight likes. For what? It just says glow. <laughs> it's a very charged word you see it's a very <laughs> sharp word okay <laughs> all right first of all the first comment is jordan right and he says okay, okay. it's funny okay second, second reply boomer three exclamation points <laughs> okay here's more replies you you saw it too i don't know what that means okay but like but that means like okay i who knows uh, the next one is trotters this is my favorite, Robbie Barron. Instantly, the Earth is flat, you idiot. <laughs> See, but he's being ironic, right? Please tell me he's being ironic. I think so I mean, these. Things I think are, so. Yeah. I, I like how this word is just like a. It, it's like one of those ink blot tests. It tells you more about the person than it does about the word. Yeah. Oh, there's a, okay, so you guys can see it too, obviously, you can just pull it up, right? So there's a guy looking at a computer that looks like Tim Pool, but is like that guy whose face melts or his head falls off, the cartoon character or whatever. The, that's that's Wojak. 
Okay, good, good. So help me understand this character because I, I don't even know what's what's Wojak. He's like a a Chan meme who's just taken on like a bunch of different. You know what Chan and, is, Jenk? Yeah, like four Chan, eight Chan, like right. uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, okay. And and that was a thing that they used to do. Like yeah, the, I don't know if it like started there, but it was definitely popular there. It was called, it was kind of like. Like Pepe the Frog got really popular there, even though it didn't start there. Um, I can't remember exactly where it started, but this guy, this guy specifically, like with that attire, the hoodie and the uh, hat, in like a dark, dimly lit room. I guess we kind of look like uh, that's like more of like the Doomer. <laughs> he does look like you, <laughs> dude. You are Wolfpack. I am. It's like a the Doomer guy. He's just kind of like just just bleak outlook on life, always in a dark room in front of a computer. Yeah, so has he now been co-opted by us? And is that a way of calling someone a channer? Or is that a channer going, nah, I don't like you? It's uh, not necessarily right wing anymore, is it? You see it everywhere now. No, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think exclusively. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been appropriated. Yeah, so Democratized. Yeah, somewhere is, it is truth re, uh, replied, not, uh, not often we get an accurate description of your head. <laughs> oh, <Got him. laughs> I love this sick burns. Um, okay, Robbie Barron writes, yes, Jank, I'm being ironic and I'm not a dude. Um, okay, sorry, Robbie. <laughs> okay. Look at Jake is a donut, knew it, total damn shill. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be my most popular tweet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Here's somebody saying Clippenstein with the blisteringly fast retweeting reflexes. Uh, he doesn't know that I'm insider trading here, and then we. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, like I knew we were gonna go Pelosi uh, during this old school. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, no. To be clear, Ken's wife handles all of Ken's retweets. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just totally yeah. separate. No communication. Yeah. <laughs> From the other room, she happened over here. Okay, it happens from time to time. But like, no. What do you want us to live in different houses and not communicate? They're destroying the American family. Yeah, they know? just want to break yeah. See, that's how the Pelosi's accidentally made a couple hundred million dollars. But that's uh -huh. also how Ken got all those Twitter followers. Yeah, did you know? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so back to DC for a second. No, I never got to finish. So Jordan, like an American, you shoveled snow. Oh yeah, of course. I I had to. Uh, that was just you know my chores that I never got paid for. Growing <laughs> yeah, up. yeah. And it's course. just yeah. it's just the price of admission in the house, I guess. But uh, I was the only boy, so I had to do it, and uh, it's why I never want to live in cold weather again if I have a car. It's I never want to live with a car in cold uh, regions ever again. Yeah, I like how you said like um, I didn't get paid for the chores. Uh, I'm boomer enough uh, to have lived in a time where like it, like asking your parents for money for chores was not a thing. Like did <laughs> my parents would look at me like, I mean, my, you could maybe my, you could stay in the backyard. My um, mom was like that. Jenk, are you sure? My parents were immigrants, and I think yours were too. Is this an immigrant thing? Yeah, it could be an immigrant thing. It could be like, 
yeah, I mean, immigrants pay you for what? Right. It's, yeah. That's what I, my mom was like, earlier, yeah. It was called dinner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so were you a perfectionist, uh, Jordan, or you just cleared enough space for, or a minimalist, just enough for the car? Uh, no, I would do the full driveway, but the thing is, living that close to Lake Erie, uh, when we did need to, uh, shovel when I did need to shovel, it was usually it just usually just never stopped snowing. So it'd be like, all right, this is good enough because it's still snowing. And if I just keep trying to get the driveway perfect, I will be out here for like eight hours. So it's like, here's what we need to get. Here's enough that gets us from you know sunrise to sunset, and I'll do do it again tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. In Jersey, it snowed. It didn't snow that much. That I was like, oh god damn it! What's the point? What's I didn't have existential dread over it. Uh, it was just a, just a problem on that day. Anyways, okay, now back to DC. I'm jumping. I'm jumping. Um, but like Ken talking about, hey, we're in different rooms. What are you like trying to rip apart the family? Obviously, joking about the Pelosi's and the kind of excuses they would make. And I earlier when we were talking about DC. I wrote down excuses for Dems, right? So like that's a telltale sign that you live in DC. When you lightly criticize a Democrat or the Democratic Party and a couple people in the room go, whoa, 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 whoa. So has that happened to you guys? <laughs> Is that a oh, serious yeah. question? <laughs> yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me about it. Like, so give me give me context. You, it was lunch. It was a party. It was there was uh, you guys were at a globalist get together. Uh, somebody offered you donuts. What happened? Can't really say. <laughs> like, mine was like I get. I just got in trouble at work one time, <laughs> like for being critical. For me, uh, it's like very mafia esque, where you get a hey, we're friends. You don't want to go down that road, do you? Sort of thing. <laughs> yes, see, that's why I'm asking. Right. That's why I'm asking. Like, I didn't think you were gonna say that, and it wasn't top of mind at all. I was thinking of other things, but yes, that's one of the ones I've gotten. Yeah. They're like, they don't you actually. You don't right. want to do that, do you? And I'm like, why? What the? Maybe. Are you real shame. behind me? Do I? What's? What, why don't I want to do that? Yeah. Nice career you have there. It would be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Like the most outward. Thing that ever that I don't know about ever. There's a lot of super outward things that happen to us, but uh, because I annoy people enough that they just say it, right? Like you're supposed to be coded. You're supposed right. to say like, oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah I don't want to do that, yeah. right? Um, but with me, they're just like, no, you leave. We hate. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, uh, shoot, now I forgot the one example because I thought of an even more outrageous example. We were literally like got moved out of the VIP section at a, at a Washington Correspondents dinner party. That we, that's a VIP section that was the one party we actually belonged in in that section, and and then we got moved out anyway. And and then when I asked the the person who was throwing the party, it was a big wig in D.C. that you guys would recognize, uh, Tammy Haddad. Uh, so she and we said why, and then she's like. There is no why. It's it's you. I don't want you here. Um, and I'm like, okay. And and I told like it was me and Anna and a couple other people, uh, TRT people. And I pulled them together and I said, guys, that's as good as it gets. That means 
we made the powerful uncomfortable. That's awesome. That is a huge like uh, badge of honor there. Um, but in, in DC, in my experience, I God damn it, I forgot the other story. I'll probably remember it in the members only episode. Anyway, that is not how it's perceived. Like, so like the group think gives you the sense of like, I know what it is. I know the word I'm looking for, gaslighting, right? So they make it seem like, oh, you're opposed to people taking lobbyist money. You know, you're kind of really weird, right? Like that's like uncomfortable. So have you guys gotten that? Oh, totally. It's this like dumbfounded um, confusion where it's like, wait, you, but look, we we obviously we would we would love to not have to take this money, but it's the only way we can compete against the right. I mean, that's just that's not true. Uh, but that's how they frame it to justify continuing to take it because all of these firms and all these consultants continued to get rich off of it. Um, but one one on the the earlier question, I will say there was one I can talk about in the primary, the 2020 primary. I was critical of a handful of candidates, uh, and one of the like a, a top staffer for one of them called my boss to complain about my tweets. And tried to get me fired, uh, which I found really funny. That candidate was Pete Buttigieg. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome, and and that sounds like a Pete Buttigieg move. Yeah, it was so so on brand. Yeah. Also, if you if if the place your money is coming from is ordinary people, they it are enraged by that because then they don't know where the pressure points are to try to get you to shut up about something. They're used to yep. being able to say, "Oh, this person." Works for Cap, or this person I know the you know big donor behind that. I'll give them a call, and if they don't know who that is, it drives them up the wall. It makes them so angry. <laughs> well, Ken, it's funny you say that because for every DC story, I have one where it's on the nose. I was in a meeting with a so-called progressive group, and they said, "Oh yeah, what if we go after your donors?" Like because I get I make people so angry. Yes, they drop right. the code words. Right. No, and they can't conceptualize there being kind of like regular people giving money to something. It's they're like, uh, you know, everything I've worked for and everyone I know works for some billionaire. So you must too. So who is that guy and how do I get to him? Sort of thing. Like they can't even imagine a world that's not like that. Hundred percent. And I've told this story a couple times before on TYT. I was like, well, good luck. Uh, you got Bob in Nebraska. He gave five bucks. Susie in <laughs> California gave ten bucks and. It's gonna take you a while, brothers. So you better strap it up, <laughs> okay? So, um, uh, and they were confounded by that. Um, but I guess one of the things I'm driving at is I've seen DC turn good people into not bad people, but into folks who start to believe the the gaslighting, right? Well, yeah, I hear you, but Jake, to be fair, they're really they. they <laughs> Like, no, we're not supposed to make plans. We're just supposed to get our ass handed to us by Republicans, to be fair. Right? Right. So I'm giving a weird example, but that has, you see what I'm saying? Have right. you seen that happen to other people? Oh, yeah, that's the main tactic. I mean, what you described where they just come, like, they come after you and they're like, hey, screw you. We hate that. Like, it's much less, the, the, the attempt, the, uh, the methods are a lot softer. You know, you might not get invited to something else. 
um, you know, people look at you funny sort of thing. And kind of like, I think with social control generally, it's the softer methods that are always the more insidious and effective ones than the kind of like way over the top totalitarian ones. Yeah, it's it's kind of like mind control. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and it made me glad that we never set up TYT in Washington because Washington would have been a logical place to set up TYT. It was just random chance that it, it happened to be in LA. But I'm kind of thrilled about it because I didn't want not like I'm a little, you know, my head's a little hard to penetrate. Uh, but um, but you know, we got a whole network here, and we get a hundred people working here. I mean, that stuff oozes in, right? I didn't want it to be baked into the culture of what we were doing accidentally. So I th- I think we um, wound up making the right call, even though we didn't know at the time. Uh, but that's a concern, right? I mean, that's people there really do get into the group think of no, you got to take the money. It's all about the money and criticizing people with the money is a decidedly bad idea. They rely on access, you know, and that's their whole for so many outlets here. That's their model. Yeah, this notion if they criticize those people, you're biting the hand that feeds. You no longer get access. You no longer get interviews. You don't get scoops. And then what are they they going to report on? So you might actually have to dig and find something and find a leaker. Who's giving you something on an unauthorized <laughs> basis? That's my frustration with the media is the dependence on authorized leaks that are given to them on a platter yeah. by the chair of a committee, by the White House. That constitutes a shocking amount of the reports. Without ever questioning why they're the recipient Never. of those. What agenda does that serve? No. Yeah, and of course that's the number one problem because those authorized leaks by definition have an agenda. And if you don't report the agenda, which is part of the deal of receiving the leak, if you don't report the agenda, almost by definition, you're being dishonest. And there you go, that's DC.